Welcome to Mind Your Own Karma, The Adoption Chronicles. I'm your host, Melissa Brunetti. In this second season of Mind Your Own Karma, we're tackling the subject of adoption. Yes, adoption most of the time is a wonderful experience. You have the generous birth parents, the excited adoptive parents, and this lucky little baby. Everyone lives happily ever after, right? But what I want you to know is, there's so much more to these stories. I'm an adoptee myself, and I want to bring all sides of the adoption journey to you in hopes to educate you and to bring understanding to the subject. We're about to get real and raw here, so let's dive right in. Hey there, Karma Crew. It's Melissa Brunetti, your host of Mind Your Own Karma, The Adoption Chronicles. I hope that you have enjoyed the last four weeks of interviews and stories about adoption from Rick Feltner and Donna Marie. They were pretty good stories, a lot of twists and turns. So if you missed those, go back and take a listen. Today, I am going to be doing a solo episode, and we are going to be talking about attachment styles. As you can imagine, being an adoptee and having the trauma from being taken from your birth family right away can affect the connection that you have with people growing up in all kinds of relationships. So we will be discussing the four attachment styles, and maybe you'll be able to pinpoint yours just by listening to what each one is all about. I kind of did, but I'm also going to have a link to a quiz in case you don't know what your attachment style is. And what is interesting is that your attachment style can change throughout life, depending on what is going on. You could be in a bad relationship even as an adult, which could change your relationship style going forward. As for myself, reading through the different attachment styles, one really does stand out to me, but there's another one that I can kind of see layers of also. So I think as we go through life that we can have kind of a combination of more than one attachment style. But I think you'll always have one that's kind of dominant in that moment. Now, you might be asking yourself, what's the big deal about knowing what my attachment style is? If you can identify what your style is, then it's so much easier to communicate that to the other people in your life. And it can also bring to your attention the triggers that make you do the things that you do in those moments when you're kind of feeling out of control And you're wondering, why am I so angry about my partner not returning my phone call in the first two minutes? It might answer the question to why you're so clingy or why you're so avoidant. So knowing what style you are could definitely aid in having healthier relationships because you can communicate that with your partner and maybe even have some kind of accountability in those moments when you're feeling triggered. So the attachment theory was developed by psychologists Mary Ainsworth, John Bowlby, and there were some others, and it didn't come about until the later half of the 20th century. And what they found out was that people tend to approach their relationships with one of four attachment styles, and these are the attachment styles, secure, anxious, avoidant, or fearful avoidant. And a person's attachment style is thought to form in infancy and early childhood as a response to how your parents or caregivers are caring for you. So your attachment style is kind of a navigation system of how safe do you feel in relationships. And I know even 
posing that question to an adoptee can cause you just to spin out of control because there are so many attachment difficulties in being anybody, but especially an adoptee. So just kind of hang on here and let's uh, figure out what attachment style you are. And I'm telling you, it's really going to help to know what style you are. So let's start with the secure attachment style. The person that has a secure attachment style is able to form healthy relationships. They don't worry about the person leaving them. They are very self-sufficient, very independent. They're comfortable with getting close to people and they're able to trust people and be trusted. Those that are in a secure attachment style don't lose themselves in their relationships. They're very secure in who they are and authentic in who they are. So they don't worry about being abandoned or worry too much about losing their identity because they're very secure in who they are. So obviously people with secure attachment styles have better relationships, healthier relationships, and are just all around better at communicating and feeling secure. And they're comfortable in getting close and trusting in their partners, which is very difficult for a lot of adoptees to do. So just by digging just a little into the secure attachment style for myself, I am not in a, I am not a secure attachment style. I am very authentic to myself and I have, I think I have pretty good self-esteem and that kind of thing. So I'm comfortable with that end of it, but I do have a problem trusting and feeling comfortable in that trust with other people. So that's where the secure attachment style for myself is a no. If you are lucky enough to think you are a secure attachment style, good for you. You are one of the healthiest or the healthiest attachment style out of the four. So congratulations. So the theory of a secure attachment style comes from a parent that gave appropriate attention, love, and TLC to their child when they were small. So that child developed a healthy confidence in themselves and are able to carry on healthy relationships. They aren't afraid of intimacy. They can be independent and interdependent, and they usually are emotionally available, grounded, and non-reactive. Now, I did see one study that said that when they tested these different styles, that the secure style was 56% of the population that they had tested, and I think that's pretty dang high. 56% of people, I'm not sure that sounds right. (laughs) Are they sure these people are being truthful in this quiz? Because that just seems awfully high to me. So the second type that we're going to talk about is anxious attachment. And as you can imagine, anyone that has anxious attachment styles are going to have a difficult time in relationships because they need to feel that connection and they will do just about anything to attain it. They will often put their partners up on a pedestal and have a fantasy where everything is hunky dory and beautiful. And this is a preoccupation with the relationship and it often results in obsessive thought patterns. And those thought patterns can make you very reactive, emotional, and hypersensitive, and just downright clingy 
The people that have this attachment style have this huge fear of being alone and losing a relationship. And they just have this huge anxiety. So they become submissive and anxious and just leech on to their person. And this happens aggressively sometimes if they're triggered because the fear of a potential rejection or abandonment is so painful for these people. They are the ones that jump to the worst conclusion about everything. If their partner does not call them right back, if it took them two minutes longer to get home, your brain just goes to a hypersensitive space and you just start making up all kinds of stories and scenarios. And it all kind of boils down to that you don't have any self-esteem. And so you feel unworthy of the relationship. So even if there's no concrete evidence of the fantasies that you're making up in your mind, you just can't seem to harness it or stop it. And that can be highly annoying to your partner to be accused constantly of doing things that they're not doing. So you're going to perpetuate the very thing that you don't want happening. You're going to make it happen because you're driving your partner crazy. And the more insecure you feel, the more you would try to attach to your partner and just smother them to death. So they often overcompensate so that they can get closer to their partner and have some kind of control over the relationship, which again can just result in pushing your partner farther away. It's nice to be wanted, but to be smothered is a totally different thing. So if you see yourself in this attachment style, what can you do about it? Well, just knowing that that is your MO is the beginning of a change right there. So when you start feeling that, oh my gosh, I just called my partner and it's been five minutes. They haven't called me. They're probably in a huge accident. Stop and take a breath. Take a breath. How many times has this thought run through your mind and your partner walks in the door 30 seconds later and they're totally fine? How many times out of how many times did they really get in that horrible accident that you have made up in your mind or that you thought they were having a drink with somebody? How many times has that come to pass? Probably never. They're usually fine. They come home. They haven't been out with anyone. Maybe they got stuck behind a train or there was an accident on the road and it took them a couple more minutes to get home. So you need to just go there instead of immediately thinking of the worst case scenario. Just say, how many times has that worst case scenario happened? Never. So why am I going there? So try and retrain your brain to think that everything's fine they're going to come through the door any minute because that's probably what's going to happen. And you got your blood pressure raised for nothing. And your partner's going to walk through the door and you're going to be all triggered and reactive and emotional and clingy. And they're going to look at you like, what the heck? You're crazy. Like, give me some space. I just walked through the door. So just knowing those triggers and knowing where your brain goes, you can retrain your brain. Just catch yourself. You can do that. But I do see how many adoptees could have this attachment because of the abandonment issues surrounding adoption and foster care and having multiple caregivers, essentially, 
and being passed around from caregiver to caregiver. And so you try to attach to the new caregiver and then you get abandoned and taken to another caregiver. So I can see where that can hurt the trust and can make you very clingy. So again, if that's where you're at, just kind of try and catch yourself, try and give yourself a little bit of credit. I mean, if you really feel that insecure in your relationship, maybe you need to look at it. But I wouldn't jump to that conclusion until you really look at yourself first and analyze and sometimes just realizing that, oh, right, that could be because of this. And just having that understanding can really, really help. I really believe that when you can pinpoint some of your triggers, then you can start to control them and reel them in a little bit better. And one thing that might be helpful is to start a journal. And when you feel that anxiety rearing up and your brain starts going into all different directions and catastrophes, when that person does walk through the door and they're just fine and weren't in an accident, write that down. And so now you have a book that shows you that every time that I've thought this horrible thing, it's never come to fruition. So that right there is some proof for you that you're overreacting. And let's be real. Who wants to live in an anxiety state all the time? It's so tiring, especially in a relationship where they need to be your soft place. And instead, they're a source of your anxiety. And it just shouldn't be that way. But the great thing is, it's in your control. So that's the best place to be. You're in the driver's seat with it and you can change the script. You can flip the script. You can identify those triggers quickly because now you know what they are and you can change your mindset. You can start to rewire your brain to have that security attachment instead of anxiety attachment. You are in control of that. And that is the goal, I think, for all of us to achieve is to get to that secure attachment style. Personally, I don't know if we'll ever get there, but (laughs) I can try, right? I'm going to try. I really am. And you are going to do. So moving on to the third attachment style, which is avoidant. And avoidant attachment style is a form of insecure attachment style marked by fear of intimacy. So people with this attachment style have trouble getting close to others or trusting others in their relationships, and they can often feel suffocated very easily. And they usually maintain a certain amount of distance from the people in their lives. They are largely emotionally unavailable in their relationships, and they prefer it that way. And if they feel that their independence is being threatened in any way, they will run. People with this attachment style often downplay their relationships and the importance of their relationship. They're extremely self-reliant. They don't ask for help. They usually have high self-esteem and they tend to think they are superior to others, especially with their romantic partners. They can come across as aloof and self-focused And they prefer connections that are more of hookups instead of a commitment type relationship. They are very good at putting walls up and pushing people away. 
This attachment style only makes up 25% of adults, according to the Hazen and Shaver poll. This is the one that I seem to align with the most, I think, but I think I am going to go ahead and take the quiz because I do see a lot of underlying layers of some of the other attachment styles. So I think it'll be interesting to take the quiz myself, but I can definitely see adoptees relating to this attachment style. Obviously having that dismissive attachment type of attitude so that you don't get pulled in and hurt in the long run. And so it's a very protective kind of attachment style to where you put those boundaries up and don't let anyone get too close. Do you see yourself in any of these yet? I have one more for you. And if you're not sure, the quiz is in the show notes. Last but not least, we have the fearful avoidant attachment, which is a combination of both the anxious and avoidant attachment styles. So people with this avoidance style, they desperately want that affection, but they are scared to death to get it. So they try to avoid it as much as possible. They are very reluctant to have romantic relationships, but at the same time, they want to feel so loved by someone. This attachment style is also called disorganized, and it is rarely researched because there isn't a lot of people that have this attachment style, but they do know that they have usually heightened sexual behavior and increased risk of violence in their relationships and difficulty regulating their emotions in general. These people strongly are so afraid of rejection and they have low self-esteem usually with very high anxiety. Their relationships seem to be chaotic and kind of like a roller coaster. In the beginning, initially, they may appear to be totally invested, but they are not able to maintain that healthy connection because of their low self-esteem. And they tend to think that they're not worthy of any love and they have low regard for their partners as well. This attachment type can be abusive towards others and themselves So their relationships are high anxiety, but at the same time, high avoidance because they need and want that connection so badly, but at the same time, they fear it. So it seems they're trying to push away the very thing that they want the most. So as you can imagine, these people have an elevated anxiety. They tend to perceive other people and their support towards them negatively. They have a high number of sexual partners and they just generally feel unsatisfied with all their relationships. And while researching this style, it was kind of hard to find a lot of information about it because it is so rare that it's not usually looked at or studied as much as the other attachment styles. It's estimated that it only makes up 10 to 15% of the population that have the fearful avoidant attachment style. And people that have this, they have found that it can be a result of traumatic early experiences with a caregiver. So I am just curious how many of that 10 to 15% are adoptees. And I am pretty sure that they probably didn't even think about asking that question, but it would be very interesting to find out if any of those children were in the foster care system or adopted. 
So I just took the quiz and I got avoidant attachment style. And this is what it says. People with avoidant attachment style tend to avoid forming close romantic relationships, often exhibiting a fear of intimacy and or commitment. They tend to be very protective of their independence and can be quick to feel like their autonomy is being infringed on in a relationship, leading them to push people away. So I think it was pretty right on for me. I would be super interested if you take the quiz to let me know what you got and if you got what you thought you were going to get. So you can email me at mindyourownkarma at gmail.com or you can DM me on Instagram or Facebook. Let me know what you got. So as I said earlier, it's really important to know your attachment style so that you can frame better relationships and connections with people. If you know what your attachment style is, you can look for those triggers and maybe it'll give you a little understanding about why you do what you do. So I hope you all have a great week. And as always, take what you need and leave what you don't. And always remember to mind your own karma. We'll see you next time. Thank you so much for listening to Mind Your Own Karma, The Adoption Chronicles. I've had listeners ask how they can help support this podcast. The best way to do that is rate and review this podcast directly on your listening platform. You have no idea how this small gesture helps get the word out about this podcast. Don't forget to click the subscribe tab to get notified of future episodes so you won't miss a thing. You can also find my Instagram and Facebook links below if you would like to follow and support me there as well. Lastly, if you or someone you know would like to be a guest on the Adoption Chronicles season of the podcast, you can email me at mindyourownkarma at gmail.com. Thanks again, and I'll see you next time.